You know, in retrospect, I mean, you could hear it in real time, but hearing it back like that, being highlighted in the open, like Chris said, it really Mm -hmm. did show how nice it was for Greg. It literally was Christmas for him that someone, someone else, and you don't even celebrate Christmas, I believe. Um, Yeah, exactly. So it really felt like someone was giving you a gift that was so unexpected yesterday. You're welcome. Your voice was genuinely uh, surprised and gleeful that someone else, for once, in the existence of this radio station in your time here, let alone this show, was the butt of the joke. That's right. It's in the history of my time at this radio station. I've never had that moment. So I got it yesterday, and it felt great. Laura gave it to you. When, when she busted out Aaron Hank, she gave it to you. Well, it was two and, days ago now, yeah. And, right? It's two days ago, and that's awesome. And, but I heard there was that George Costanza kind of moment for Bergman where he was like, yes, it feels so good, George. Yes. He had a, it was a very Costanza-sounding moment for you, Bergman. Very good. It was like when he had the jerk store comment, and they all, and they all laughed and said that was great. He's like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. That's yeah. the moment. By the way, I was you, thinking. you mentioned Costanza. Um, did you realize that Seinfeld's finale was 23 years ago on Sunday? Come on. You're kidding me. For yeah, real? 23 years? One of the worst finales of all time aired 23 years ago? Yeah, on Sunday. No, Not the no. beginning of the show. No, no, no. The, the finale the of finale. the show was 23 yes. years ago on Sunday. Yes, it's like that. singing Perfect Whitney, and then for the last note, you just decided to just wing it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just flat and out of tune. It, it, what, off what is the best? What is the worst ending? Like, is that the I worst one? I just told one? you that was bad. That's man. the one. People dying from licking stamps and stuff. What is that? That's right. not a joke. No, no. That's, Gosh, I, I don't even up. remember that. Oh, yeah, George Costanza's uh, girlfriend or fiance, fiance or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which she you died know, from a, licking a, a stamp. It was a storyline that actually was losing steam almost as soon as it picked up. Anyway, right, but. I was really, really disappointed that it ended with so much being about her. Right. <laughs> and like, they ended up in jail, spoiler alert, if you didn't see it 23 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, that's on you. Too late. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, think about that, though. Like, you made that reference. And look, I'm not saying that most people in the audience won't get it because there's a lot of people in the audience that are around our age and saw Seinfeld. But uh, I, I, it, it is funny that that – is nowhere near, and I'm not saying this is to be a jerk. I'm just saying it's no, because I I make I I find these reference points a problem for myself now as I've aged. Is that t- 23 years ago? So basically, the guy who or the lady or the young lady who's listening to us now, mm-hmm. who is, I don't know, 30, doesn't even get those references because they were at seven. They weren't watching Seinfeld. Yeah, but isn't it a right. syndication though? I know that Kramer Maybe. said the N-word doing a stand-up bit, and that kind of put them on ice for a little bit, but I thought yeah. they were back. Yeah. I'm not a Seinfeld person. Yeah. Right. I, Did but, you watch on the other it at all? I mean, like, maybe because it was late night and I was bored, but I was like, eh, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah but I, I think the writing think... was brilliant. Sorry, Cap. No, no, it's right. You're right. I mean, I just think that if you're 42, though, right? If you're, if you're 42, 43, 44... Is that still in the sweet spot for our marketers and advertisers? Is that age group still there, or is that aging out? No, that's our age. That's That's our our age. All right, just checking. Yeah, Yeah. I'm right in the thick of it. So it's like, (laughs) I I get it. I am that kind of, like, borderline person because Seinfeld was, you know, when did Seinfeld? So if the That's not the only reason why you're borderline, by the way. 
Yeah. So Seinfeld started in the early '90s, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like junior high and high school when that show started. So yeah. Can I tell you something, man? My yeah. very first episode of, of ever watching Seinfeld was the episode where he couldn't figure out if he was dating Keith Hernandez or not. <laughs> you guys remember that episode? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't know anything about the show, right? right? So I see this dude, thin, tight-ass jeans, talking about whether or not he's dating this dude. And I was like, oh, that's cool. NBC's got a gay show on now. That's awesome. Right. Let me watch right. this. Right. So I'm watching, like, going, oh, it must be a bi show. And then I'm watching some more, and I go, oh, no, they were doing a bit. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, Keith Hernandez for the longest time would tell people that nobody knew who he was as a New York Met, but everybody knew who he, he was from Seinfeld. Yeah. You know? Huh? So Chris uh, is saying Seinfeld is still on its indication and on a million channels and on Hulu. And that's fine, but what I'm saying is not everyone, like if you weren't, you know, from that era, like if you're if you are there previously, like, you know what I'm saying? If you are in your 40s and you loved Seinfeld, you can mm-hmm. watch that, you know what I'm saying? And you and you watch it back to you know to Chris's point. But if you're someone who's in their 20s and 30s, are you going back to watch Seinfeld? I don't think so. And 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 honestly, like a lot of the humor doesn't even hold up anymore. Um, it was very timely, especially for living in New York at that particular period where they were, you know, when it was first being done. I don't think a lot of those jokes hold up anymore. Like the whole thing with like like the black guy who was like, was it magazines that he was in charge of or something? No, he was a lawyer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a lawyer. He was a lawyer yes, yes. playing yeah, yeah. off of, you know, Johnny Cochran. Like, you right. need right. all of that right. reference, right. right? Remember, there was an episode <laughs> with him where he, 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 he took on big tobacco and they ended up where Kramer settled the lawsuit and he ended up being on, like, the Winston, like, billboard in Times Square. Right. Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? And the about? lawyer was furious with him. He's like, how did you settle? We could have made millions of dollars. <laughs> I just feel like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm picked it up from Seinfeld. And even sure. though it wasn't really Seinfeld, it was like the next generation of Seinfeld. Right. So I feel like I yeah. feel like maybe there are people, younger people, who didn't see it because they didn't know it when they were kids. Cause, and the way watching TV has changed. But yeah. I still feel like it's um, one of those shows that has... Um, I mean, it's, there are references, let me rephrase it, there are references that are timeless that people understand Seinfeld references in many I, instances. I, I think so. Though I'm not sure if young people, particularly young people of color, even know what yada, yada, yada is about. Right. How about just, No right? Soup For You? Do they know No Soup For You? No, definitely don't know No Soup For You. Okay. Yeah. Definitely not that. Yeah. How about uh, Master of My Domain? Yeah, I see. You're too deep in the weeds. Now. Yeah, now yeah. you're right. Like, I think regular, like, that's the judge. That, that Like, Greg, you're 37. Did you watch Seinfeld? I love Seinfeld. It's okay. That was right in my wheelhouse. Okay. How about Serenity Now? You know Serenity Now? That's not Yeah, yeah, no, with George Costanza. No, no, no? I don't know what no. that one is. No. I mean, people, I, mean, I, know, I, mean, that I know what those references are, but when I'm around, like, my son, who's, like, 25, or I'm around people who are like in that sort of age group, right? Like I'm working on a project now and everyone's younger than I am. No one's dropping Seinfeld references. <laughs> like it just isn't happening. And you know, it's it's like one of those things where, especially now with so many options, like your references aren't going to last. It just isn't. I said something about Carol Bass and people are like, well, who is that? And I was like, damn, I wasn't even 12 months. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was the most important thing in the world for a good three weeks. And then it just disappeared. And then I looked up and someone's saying, who's Carol Bass? And I go, you know, from, from Tiger King. I go, oh, yeah, she was that. Oh, yeah. But it was already faded. That's where we are now in society. The only thing that hasn't faded is like Mason and Ireland. LZ, you don't think that because Kirby and... <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you don't think that with Kirby enthusiasm, though, LZ, that, that's, that people still know the Seinfeld references because that's all kind of the same genre? Well, they don't know that they're Seinfeld references. They think they're Kirby enthusiasm references. Sort of like the way that Keith, that, uh, Keith thought it was Dark Vader and not Darth Vader. You don't know what you don't know. I'll go with right. that. That's fair. I just, uh, I'm, yeah, this, this whole thing of no soup for you or master of my domain, those are things that are like etched into my memory. Yeah. And maybe, maybe not everybody gets those old school references. 23 maybe years? 23 years. Since Seinfeld went off? Years. I had no idea. Like yesterday when, when Laura said it was 20 years since Shrek came out, I was like, 20 years? Whoa. And by the way, LZ, isn't it mm-hmm. a weird thing when you work around younger people and you look around the room and you go, how did this happen exactly where I'm the oldest dude here? Everybody is so much younger. How'd that happen? I'm kind of used to it in large part because I've been in academia for a long time, right? I was a grad assistant. And even then, everyone in my class were freshmen and sophomores and I was a grad student. And every school I've taught at, obviously I'm the oldest one. So I've actually been kind of used to it, Cap, kind of always being in the space around younger people. And then of course you cover sports, at the end of the day, you know, at least half the athletes are half, you know, 10 years younger than you. <laughs> at least half. And as I you like, get older, that yeah. 10 turns to 20. Yeah. Yeah. I like finding myself around much younger people. I, I think I, I bet have, you do. Well, let me t- I'll tell a quick story for you. You ready? So is I'm it, up Is in, it X-rated? Because those are the best kind. Nah, this is not so sexy. Can but I get it's an kind, NC-17? Um, it could Can have you been, make it R? All right, I'll go with R because there was right, a lot fine. of cursing, okay? okay? There was a lot of cursing. Right, okay. But, uh, but this is a totally true story. Um, I, this, the Seahawks were playing a home game. It was like a Sunday night football game. I'm on the field before the game. And Pete Carroll is like the, the one guy that you can really talk to before an NFL football game. He's not a coach that's so uptight. So we're talking. I said, Pete, let me ask you something. Seems like everybody around you, your assistant coaches, your general manager, like just everybody around you is like 20 years younger. Is that coincidence? And he said, you have to be 20 years younger to keep up with me. And I said, okay, all right, I'm taking that Ooh, right that's now. Baller. That's baller that's, right there. Right, that's mine. I'm taking that with me right now. And that's why I love working around people younger. But I'm just looking around the room going, wow, I did become the old guy. I used to be the young, cool guy. Now I'm the old guy. There's a bunch of young, cool people. That sounded really, like Seinfeld. Yeah, I don't really even really pay attention. And I, I guess, again, it's just because I've just been – covering sports and and teaching for so long that I just have always been aware of it and I'm quite quite used to it. And then you go to concerts, especially like music festivals, like Lollapalooza just announced his lineup and me and my boys have decided that we weren't going to go, not because we're too old or not because we're scared of the Rona, but because they booked Miley Cyrus. And we're like, (laughs) you know what? Now you're effing with us. We Uh, have to sit here with these masks on for over a year and a half. You finally open back up for Lollapalooza, and you make Miley Cyrus, God bless you, Miley, I'm sure you're fine, but you make Miley Cyrus a headliner. I cannot be seen at that space. Really? You don't want want to sing Party in the USA? You don't like the song Malibu? Party in the USA, baby. I cannot. I cannot. 
not in good Which conscience please? be standing there waiting for Miley Cyrus to take the stage. You know what I would look like <laughs> in my middle age ass with no kids around uh, just waiting for Miley Cyrus to show uh, up? I'd be there right with you going, come on, girl. It's definitely not a Nashville party. I know. Come on, no, girl. That's all you, Cap. When all I right. saw that, I was like, I'm tapping out. They had the Foo Fighters, which I was already kind of like, okay, that's I'm cool. I'm in. But then like the whole set just looked as if they was just trolling us. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be the first year, maybe in two and a half decades, that I'm just going to skip all of Lala. You're going to tap right out, huh? Miley Cyrus, man. As soon as I, I saw it, I was like going, for real? Malibu's a good song, man. You know what I just saw, though? I saw that uh, Dead & Company just released their summer tour, and it all seems to end at the Hollywood Bowl in October with three straight nights. So now that... That's a ticket you're going to want to get a hold of. And that's where, by the way, I'm not going to be the old guy, LZ. I'm going to fit right in the middle of that one. In fact, I might even be the young guy. Although John, you, Mayer, John Mayer brings out a lot of younger people. I was like, why don't you just go find like the, the Temptations or something, and then you can be the child in the crowd. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I did do that not long ago. I saw Michael McDonald. Remember, he was the lead singer of the Doobie Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And I yeah, got to that black. concert. Yeah, I got to that concert, and I was like, man, I'm he's a, black. I'm a, I'm a yeah. kid. He does sound. He sounds like he's very right. soulful. There's no so question. Anybody that can hang with Patti LaBelle, I'm just assuming they're black. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I heard that song, I said, I know what my eyes are telling me, but he's hanging with Patti LaBelle. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Yep. I, I felt young. Did you? Um, do you feel young or old that LeBron and Steph are meeting up one more time in, in a play-in game tonight here on this station? This is crazy tonight. I mean, it, it, the fact that it happened. And it's not like we just found out five minutes ago. But the fact but now that it's it really happened, here. Right, like right, it's, 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 we're, it, we're moments away. Yeah. Right, it's happening tonight. Tonight, Steph versus LeBron yeah. for the privilege of playing in the playoffs. Not, not really meeting head-to-head in a series in the playoffs, meeting to play into the playoffs one game and it's not winner take all because if you know when you lose whoever loses is going to still have another opportunity but for the lakers don't you feel like they have to put it all out there tonight win get the time off before they would face phoenix i mean you don't want to win or lose tonight and then have to play friday i, I mean you got to put it all on, on the floor tonight i think you got to win this game well that's what ad said the yeah. first one, not the second one. No, I'm, th- I'm right. sure the second one feels the same way. He, he just don't care <laughs> about his quarters. You think much. they would feel different? It would be weird if they felt. <laughs> it different, would be kind of right? weird. No, yeah. we're good. Let's go ahead and see if we can take out San Antonio next. No, I yeah. don't think he's saying that. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, George, I don't feel weird. I feel privileged. Okay. I feel privileged. It is a. It is an absolute joy to see all-time matchups unfold while they're still in their prime. Mm-hmm. It is a joy. You know, obviously, y'all know, everyone knows how I feel about tennis. It's a joy to see Rafa and Federer and Joker kill each other one yeah. more again. Right. It was a joy to watch in the heyday of boxing with all the heavyweights rotating belts and beating the crap out of each other all in their prime, not ducking each other. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Tyson Fury. That's, that was some real mess, dog. That's some real mess what you put with Anthony Joshua. I hope you resolve that issue. But, man, anyway. Um, it's a joy. It was a joy to watch Jordan versus the, the, the Knickerbockers and Patrick Ewing. So yeah. it is a joy to watch LeBron versus Steph one more time. And oh, by the way, the first time before the finals. Right, right. Hey, by the way, this portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Don't forget, we will have all the action for you. Our coverage begins at 530 tonight. 
Uh, we will get into some of the matchups. Let's dive a little deeper on the other side and what the keys are for tonight. We'll touch on some of that. And by the way, a marketing campaign that is old, tired, and trying to get rebooted. We'll tell you what that's all about in just a moment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedona LZ Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. So real quick, um, I saw this thing yesterday. Did you see that the Got Milk campaign is having, speaking of things that are old, right, that it was having a bit of a reboot? Did you notice that or no? Got Milk is having a milk? reboot? How do you yeah. Doing? Is it Got Almond Milk? Yeah, so now they've went from got milk to gonna need milk. Oh, really? Okay? Gonna need it. Oh, gonna yeah. need milk. So mm-hmm. milk has changed their slogan from got milk to gonna need milk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gonna. Huh? And they are calling it they are they are they're calling it the OG sports drink powering athletes since 776 BC. Like mm-hmm. that's their move. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, I don't know about you. I haven't done real milk in a long ass time. Right, real milk, no. like like real, real, like, like regular old milk. Yep. Like just drinking it. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember. Last time I had a glass of milk. I mean, honestly, you got to understand something. When you grow up in a kosher house, okay, there's no chance to ever have meat and milk, meat and dairy, on the same table or on the same plates. So if I would go over to a friend's house that was Gentile and they were having steak with a glass of milk on the table. That's for disgusting anyway. I don't care which religion it is. Right. But for milk me. Milk and steak? Gross, right? Disgusting. Ew. Like, gross. Okay? Um, I will just say one thing about milk, though, George, because I don't know if I'm going to need it unless I'm having Oreo cookies to dunk it in. Okay? And even then, I'm going to go with a fat-free milk, maybe a soy milk, an almond milk. I'm going to probably go with some other product than a whole milk. Whole milk is thick and creamy and I don't know, man. It doesn't sound so good. It's great to cook with, obviously. I mean, I, I cook with it. Um, I will still use it for a white Russian, um, though it's been a while since I've had a white Russian. You know, I got married and stuff. But I think about, like, all the things I've used milk before in the past. I don't really eat cereal, and if I do, it's usually just shredded wheat, and I'm just eating it out of the box. Don't need bowl. Don't need milk. Yeah, I'm out on milk. Not going to need milk. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to convince us that we're going to need milk. You know, when they used to ask us, got milk? It was like, I don't know. Do I got any? Do I got some milk? And then it turned into got everything. Anything you had, got this, got that. It was a good right. campaign. But uh, not, not sure I'm going to need milk unless I got Oreo cookies that need to be dunked. What do you think about this reboot, George Sedano? I, since you brought I don't it to feel the table? it. I just, I just think people are past milk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're beyond milk? I thought it was beyond right. meat. Right. There is beyond meat. Maybe that should be the new... Oh, that could be a good brand. Beyond milk. Beyond milk. Right? <laughs> Won't they get sued by Beyond Meat for being too close to their uh, copyright? I mean, is it, it, milk ain't meat. You know what I'm saying? Milk I mean, they don't own meat. Beyond, you know? They don't own the word Beyond. That is they true. They don't. 
right. Well, okay. Listen, beyond I'm, beyond milk. Let's get yeah. started on that. Greg, are you writing this down? <laughs> oh, it's it's been written down. I'm already. Uh, You're lying because I can see you. Got milk. Stream. What are you talking You're about? Oh, the stream. Down. You shouldn't be able to see me. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking right at right you. Here. I'm, see, I'm I set you away. up. To, I set you up and caught you. <laughs> but you can't tell where my hands are. I'm typing. I'm typing right now. Do you can you see it? I hope you're typing with your hands moving like that. That would be weird. Very. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know if I feel like milk anymore. Um, the the I, notion I, of powering athletes, you know, it's like sometimes you see these milk commercials for chocolate milk. Somebody gets done with a big workout. They're like, yo, have some chocolate milk. Or when you, no you know, doing you, that. You, well, I know. Like, you know, youth sports. Like, hey, when the soccer game's over, why doesn't the team mom have some chocolate milks? And it's like, um, I don't know. Is that like the right drink to have? Is that like I, the right post-game nutritional beverage? I feel like, you know, like the telephone company, once they realize that cells are going to be a thing, try to get you to go back to pay phones. That's what this feels like. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Cell phones are convenient. But ah, don't you miss putting these quarters in this little machine? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this feels like to me. This got milk, get milk campaign. You missed it, man. We've yeah, moved it, on. It's over. Yeah. Don't you miss putting your face on a on a phone that other strangers have used just yeah, moments post COVID? Yeah, right. How do you feel about this post COVID? <laughs> Don't you miss going into a phone booth, closing the door, looking up a phone number in the white pages? Come oh on. Don't God. you miss that? We were think about how gross that is, especially after what we've just endured during a pandemic, that we literally used to go inside a booth and pick up a phone that was nasty as hell, that people yep. t- everyone touched. Everyone. Lord knows what else they did to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I know good, I did some stuff to it. Good God. <laughs> so the, when was the last time you saw an actual payphone that worked? Because I can oh, tell man. you exactly where it was and oh, when it oh. was. Man, do they still have payphones like in front of convenience stores? There were always a you know, seedy convenience store with yeah, a payphone. Well, there was you definitely know, people, that. That's where up. the dude was waiting for you to call him so you could go yeah. pick up your dime bag. A 7-Eleven or a Circle oh, K yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw one remember. two weeks ago. Oh, you did? did? Where? It was um, outside like a like a old school like little convenient ninety nine cent store, but not really the ninety nine like ninety nine discount or whatever in mm-hmm. L A. Hmm. I was like, man, does it? I mean, I'm not about to try to see if it works, but right. we were like, Gross. we're like, what? These still exist? That is it's like crazy. a it's crazy that you see it because we used to use it, but then it, <laughs> I. It feels so long ago, but they're still out there. Some of that's them don't work, and they, they're just there for show, but I think that one actually worked. That's yeah, why I, I kind of, like, like fell out with Maroon 5 because of that song, Payphone. Right. I was like, you're writing a whole song about the payphone. No one's using the payphone. No, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Whereas, like, on the other hand, if you had the Migos and they were talking about stir-fry... You're like, yo, I like a good stir fry even in 2020 or whatever. Who doesn't like a good stir fry? Right. So that's different. Mm. Phone booth, I'm out on you, Maroon 5. You know, stir fry, I'm in on you, Migos. Is that what we're saying? No, I don't think so. What is this? Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by our our, our Twitter peoples. Yeah, no worries. Now, here's what I'll tell you (laughs) Um, here's what we shouldn't be distracted by. You know who the key is tonight? I know everyone's assuming I'm going to say LeBron James. I'm going to tell you it's Anthony Davis. Here's why. Anthony Davis tonight, okay, when you look at his games versus the Golden State Warriors, and shout out to Alex Regla, um, who tweeted this out today. 
and uh, he works for SB Nation. Anthony Davis averages in five his last five games against the Golden State Warriors. Just under 23 points, just under 45% shooting. Not great by his standards. Uh, 12.6 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 2 blocks, 1.6 steals per game. The number that stands out there is assists. Anthony Davis is not a 5-assist-a-game player. But what that says is if you go back, and Alex did a great job of this on social media, of kind of highlighting how the Warriors recently, while he's been a Laker, have really come and doubled Anthony Davis hard, okay? Which means he's taking contested shots, right, at 40, mm-hmm. under 45%. But he's also having to make decisions, and they are forcing him to make decisions. And, look, I think we're going to see a steady diet of that, particularly because he hasn't played all that much, LZ. And because of that, I, I, I am curious to see how much they almost force the action and the ball into AD's hands. Well, I don't know, you know what aspect of their defense is going to get ravaged. But there's nothing they can do. <laughs> You're saying the Warriors, right? The Warriors. They can double-team Anthony Davis all they want. Are you really trying to leave LeBron James open? They can double LeBron all they want. Are you really trying to leave Anthony Davis open or in a one-on-one situation? There is nothing they can do. And the reasons why I feel very comfortable saying that is because they've tried. We faced them three times, and I know they're two and one, but we all know what that one looked like. The Lakers just stopped playing, and by the time they realized it was a game again, it was too late. But they didn't get caught like that again. They smashed him. And they've never had an answer for LeBron. And all of those matchups in the finals, I know people want to go and talk about the wins and losses, and that's important, obviously. But the one thing you can't say is that LeBron didn't tear him up. He almost won a finals MVP as a loser. He played right. so well against this team. And that's when they were at their best. So I just have a hard time seeing this being very competitive, to be quite honest with you. And I don't think Anthony Davis is the key, George. I think it's Kuz. Okay. A- a- let me get your thoughts on that. Why on the other side we'll get Scott's as well. Um, and then we're going to play overrated, underrated, properly rated as well. All coming up in the next segment. So stick around for that. Thank you very much, Chris. All right. We're going to start with birthdays today because I think this is a good one for today. And LZ, let's start with you. George St. Pierre, Grace Jones, and Janice Garcia. Janice Over- Garcia, our social person? Yes, Janice Garcia. Overrated, birthday, underrated, Janice. properly rated. Well, first of all, Janice is beyond underrated. Yeah. She needs a new title. She needs a promotion. She needs her own office. And she needs a company car. Yeah, <laughs> and I would company. agree. There. Um, so she's underrated. Uh, Grace Jones is properly rated. And there we have it. Uh, George Shouts St. Pierre you, being overrated. That's a tough one, too. Good Lord. Craig, did you do that on purpose, or did you just not have enough birthdays today? And that you, no, did I you want to be nice to Janice, or did you not have enough birthdays? Be honest. No, I, to be honest, I have a plenty of birthdays. I could have okay. gone with a bunch of people. I I'm wanted to put curious. Janice in there because she's underrated. Okay. Okay, if that's if you're being honest and you're yes. not just being and you were just you were just being, uh, you know, I will I will tell crazy. you some of the other birthdays if you like. Okay, no, no, I right. I trust you. I <laughs> thank believe you. you. Thank you. I just, I just asked the question. Very nice setup. This way, you can send a shout out to a coworker, someone we all really like and enjoy working with. Yeah. So so we've all got Janice is underrated. I gotta say, George St. Pierre. I'm gonna put as properly rated, and Grace uh, was it Grace Jones. 
Yes. Mm. I don't know. She's I think in I got, your era. Don't you yeah. even try it. No, no, I got the. I, I had a different Grace in my mind. You know who I had in my mind, LZ? Grace Slick. Remember? Uh, I guess that's a. I guess she's a thing too. Yeah, and I was going to put her as overrated, but then I didn't. I looked down at my notes and I said, "Oh, Grace Jones. I don't know who that is." You know who Grace Jones is. Well, if you, you tell me he something, he said he does. He the man says he doesn't. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't know who Grace Jones is? She well, was if in you the, tell me something she's in. I'll go. Oh yeah, she I was know a her. model. She was an actress. She was in a. She was in the. What was the movie she was in with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Was it? Um, Forget Arnold Schwarzenegger. What about Mad Max? No, I know she was in Mad Max, but I'm saying wasn't like, she, wasn't she a corpse in Mad Max or something like oh, that? Oh, you know what? No, she was in Boomerang. She was in Boomerang. She was in Boomerang. She was in Conan yeah. the Destroyer. Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. That's yeah, the movie. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know. A View to a Kill. She was in a Bond movie. Yeah, I still had her as overrated. Didn't she do like one music video that didn't go so well? Does that yeah, sound familiar? You, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, 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 that's not good for you. I'm out. Yeah, he doesn't know who she is. Let's keep it moving. Okay. I mean, look, I agree with Ozzy. Let's just keep it going. Next. All right, uh, George, we'll do you. Uh, Laura and I were talking before the show, yes. and we started discussing whether oh, or not see. LeBron has embraced the Laker uniform and what it means to be a Laker. <laughs> what? Not including the city, just the uniform itself. <laughs> she says no. Oh, come on. Is this answer overrated, underrated, or properly rated? I mean, it's overrated. Laura, you know I love you, but come on. I mean, he is literally she had all... nothing he, else, you know. All, all, he, all he has said... You had nothing to work with today, Greg. I, I'm starting. To <laughs> I have other you. stories, but I, but Laura and I talked about this. Okay, she knew. okay, okay, okay. That's fine. Um, I, I, fine. I, I'll take your word for it. But the what I would say is, if you look at LeBron over the last year and change, maybe longer now, I, I would say going back to after the first season. Remember the first season. Um, we were talking about LZ that, you know, he didn't do the interview with Jim Hill. And then right after that season, he corrected all those things, right? right. And he's since then, like, he has said all the right things. Laker Nation, making the Laker fans proud. Like, he has been the Laker pom-pom waiver um, that he wasn't as much, I would say, the first season. But he has absolutely been that since, since after that first season. So I would say Laura's comments, if true... Um, are overrated. <laughs> Laura, did you think that when LeBron spoke uh, the night that they raised the banner, mm -hmm. did you think that it was disingenuous? Did you think that when he talked about the Laker faithful and, you know, we wanted to wait for you guys and we got our rings, but we wanted to wait until you were here. And I realize not everybody's here, but, you know, some of I mean, did you think he was not being sincere? Did you think he didn't have a connection with the fan base? What are you saying? Um. Yeah, I think he's happy he got his ring right in a in the purple and gold. But I, I, I mean, he, he, let me jump in one more time because Ramona just texted me this, and 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 this makes a ton of sense. Remember those shorts he wore to summer league? Remember he wore those Lakers shorts, and it was like, damn, I need to get me some of those. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and I was at the um, Anthony Edwards Tyrese uh, Maxi uh, pro day, the clutch pro day, and he was wearing that shirt that he got. Um, made, I guess, which was uh, Recreate 88, which was a, a cartoon of magic and Kirk Gibson. So I just think, Laura, you just being a little bit of a hater, which you've kind of been a little bit of a hater on LeBron. I do mm. not hate on LeBron. Yeah, you do. No, kind of do. No, I don't. Kind of do. Not if he drove one. an Uber, then maybe you'd be no. different. Oh yeah, right. If he was one, if he was that Uber driver who took right. you to Denny's and got right. you tacos and right. like gave you a, maybe a little little kiss on the way, uh, maybe a little more than no, maybe a little. First of all, 
Ariel, no more than a kiss. Okay. Well, I said little kiss. I, I meant to say more than a little kiss. Okay. It ain't no, it, look, it, you admitted tongue. If, if there's tongue. I did not admit that. The LZ jumped to conclusion. I mean, I never you didn't agreed. deny it. I proposed and you didn't deny it. You did not deny it. There was no tongue. Okay. Take the L, Laura. Now. <laughs> Yesterday, there was a different tune, is all I'm saying. Still think, by the way, that, you know, when you go to a team the first year and you get hurt and your team doesn't make the playoffs, and, you know, you haven't really gotten yourself into the town quite yet. And then the second year through all the adversity and you win a championship and you're like, wow, this is what it is to win, you know, with this organization. And then now you're getting to this point. So, I don't know, Laura, I mean, you know, maybe it's just taking some time for maybe LeBron didn't want to walk in and act like, well, they're not going to buy this. It's my first time here. Like, give me a little time to get used to town and you to get used to me. Not going to buy that, are you? Yeah, I'm not buying it either because mm. he's in L.A. enough. He has been in L.A. enough. This is some foreign city to him. He knows what this city is about. He does his due diligence. I don't know why he didn't do the interview with Jim Hill. I don't know why he had some of the slight missteps he had in terms of of assimilating in part of Los Angeles and the, the greater Southern California area, but it's not because he didn't know. Right, but that was a long time ago now, right? Like, he is, I think he, yeah. like, he's since corrected all that stuff very quickly. And I don't even know well, if corrected is even the, the phrase. I would just say he's opening up to more. Right. You know, because I don't think it's inherently wrong with anything that he was doing. Correct. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Well, he's a champion now, so yeah. it's a whole different different relationship. Yeah. Laura, you a hater, man. Whatever. You hate on LeBron. It's okay. Like you It's just, okay. You know, I just, You're not alone. Right. I don't like him. I don't You're hate him. Right, there you go. Thank you. you go. But so I respect him. There, oh, okay. A hater would not respect him. Y'all okay, got to give me that. But don't get mad when we say you're a hater on but LeBron. But I'm not. Don't hate. I'm but you hating. just said you don't like him. Yeah, but I respect so him. So how is that you, you're not hating on him? Because I still respect him. If I would say I don't like him nor respect his game, right. I would be A, crazy because you've got to respect his game. But then you'd be like, you're a total hater. Not. Half a hater. Just you're not a total <laughs> hater. You're just a hater. You're right. a little half hater. Half a hater. <laughs> a little hater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that, that's enough. That is uh, overrated, oh, underrated, hey. properly rated. Uh, real quick, so, Elsie, you think I, – I mentioned I thought AD would be the key tonight because he's had averaged about five assists a game. Uh, they double him uh, – five assists a game against the Warriors. They double him a lot. They ma- they force him to make decisions. He doesn't shoot the, ne- the ball necessarily very well against them because of those hard doubles uh, at him. But he has helped – beat them by making smart decisions but since he hasn't played a lot I, I'm uh, slightly more worried than I would normally be uh, but you think Kuzma is the key I, I do I do for for several reasons one Kuz has had a really nice second half of the season mm-hmm. he, he has he's taken a lot of criticism some of it from us certainly you know from other sources who knows what's being whispered about within the you know within Staples as well but his second half of this season, has been really strong in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I think he is key because if he's going to be able to contribute on a consistent basis like this, double-doubles, you know, willing to try to guard the best perimeter player, um, take big shots, then the natural progression is to take those things that he did well for us in the second half of the regular season and bring them into the postseason. That would be good for us so we don't have to rely so much on LeBron and AD for scoring. But also, more importantly, it's good for him. He needs to ball out in the postseason. He needs to feel as if, all right, 
I'm in my groove, I'm in my bag, I'm ready now to be what I was supposed to have been, what people assumed I was going to be last year, but was inconsistent trying to find my role. Now that I got a better understanding of it, I can be that third player. I can be your poor man James Worthy and help us, especially when we have scoring droughts. I don't have any worry at all about THT and Dennis being aggressive, taking the ball to the cup. Don't have any worries about that at all. I think they're going to keep pressure on Golden State. They're going to keep pressure on everyone that they face going forward all the way through to the finals. I, I'm comfortable with those guys. I'm comfortable with KCP. He's going to take the open shot. And if he hits it, great. If he doesn't, it just missed. He shot a career-high 41% this season. I think he's feeling confident. The person that I just wonder about is Kuz in this moment. And I think he's in a great place mentally. I think he's in a great place with his game right now. And I want to see that continue into the postseason because I think it can have like a Urias effect for him. I think it could really kick open the door. Maybe a little Gavin Lux hitting a game-winning home run and now all of a sudden he's on fire. If he has a good game against the Golden State Warriors, then when we get ready to face the Phoenix Suns, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Now I'm ready to roll. But if he has a bad game against the Golden State Warriors, he may start to second-guess himself again, and that puts more work on LeBron and AD and okay. other, other players. Let's, let's get Cap's thoughts on the other side. Plus, we will we will get into the Dodgers uh, as well because they uh, they seem to have righted the ship here over the last you know week or so. And Don't this call segment, boring. By the way, presented by KNN Filtration. But we'll be back in about two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so Don LZ Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. We'll I take mean, you to what's five. the big deal? What's the big deal about what? About, about sending a picture on Twitter of a bunch of hot dog brands. I, I was in the grocery store. I saw Farmer John's. I saw Hebrew National. Greg said that if he took a taste test, he would absolutely be able to distinguish between what was the former Dodger dog and any other dog. And I said, I don't think so. So I took a picture last night. I tweeted it out. I'm getting my balls busted for it. You see what I'm saying? I just don't know why you're going so hard on this. Like, just believe that all of us, that everybody here in L.A. is all saying the same thing. We know the difference. Travis, me, Laura, Lindsay, uh, anybody that goes to Dodger games forever, know it. Just let it. I think it's time to let it go, Cap. I don't know, man. The callers were not necessarily on your side the last couple of days. We had plenty that said that it was trash. Mm -hmm. They also said that the previous was trash. Take the L, man. Take the L. All right. It's all about W's and L's around here. Why I always got to be taking L's? we don't do tides in America. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Somebody give me a dub. Somebody help a brother out. You got to bring your own dubs, man. We don't get no handouts over here. Come on, man. Come on. Somebody somebody throw an alley-oop to me and let me go put one down. LeBron style. (laughs) Like 13 feet over the basket. (laughs) I mean, you know, occasionally. We gave you some credit the other day when you were singing that. What was the song you were singing? Positive K. I've actually, I've just, I want you to know, LZ, I've now gone to work. I haven't gone so far as to look up the lyrics. I'm just listening to the song over and over again until I get it down so I can come back and pull off a proper performance of Positive K. I got a man. Well, there you go. Reminiscing like you're watching Seinfeld clips. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Old school. 
So real quick, Kaplan, uh, speaking yes, of alley-oops, LZ yes. and I were talking about who we think is the key tonight yeah. uh, in uh, tonight's game against the Warriors, which you can catch our coverage beginning in less than 45 minutes right here, 5.30 on 710 ESPN. Don't forget, Michael and John will have the call of the action of the play-in game between the Warriors and Lakers here on the home of the Los Angeles Lakers. So I got AD for the reasons I mentioned earlier. You know, the Warriors double him hard, five mm-hmm. assists. Uh, in the fi- last five meetings, they're forcing him to make decisions. Uh, I'm curious to see if he's capable of doing that, again, you know, without having as much playing time. Uh, but I do think he'll be the key because I think that'll be the game plan for the Warriors. LZ believes Kuz is going to be unbelievably necessary tonight. Um, where do you lie on this one? Well, I mean, I think the obvious is I'm all eyes on LeBron's ankle and on AD's calf. But that's not a very creative answer, is it? So here it goes. How about Dennis Schroeder tonight? And the reason Hmm. being, this is a one-game play-in rather than play-out. And the fact is, the last two games of the regular season, I don't know about you guys, but I really was focusing more on AD and LeBron, and I don't feel like I focused in on Schroeder enough. And I know he's talked a little bit about having 10 days off and dealing with any sort of COVID uh, leftovers and what that does to your wind and your lungs and your physical conditioning. So given that defense is paramount, because let's face it, guys, look, I would say Golden State has one chance to win this game, and that is if Steph goes Steph. If you play tight defense and you can slow him down a little bit or keep him to 25 or 30 rather than letting him blow up for 50, you got to defend. And I'm I'm concerned. I've got question marks about Schroeder, about his wind, about his conditioning. Well, he's not going to be on Steph anyway. Well, but he's got he's got to run KCP. this. But he got to run this team, and he got to get he got to bring that energy that Schroeder brings. You know that. Remember when he was out in the middle of the season? We talked about you know there's just not an energy without him. He got to bring that, and I'm questioning whether or not he's fully back to do it. It's a good question. I don't know if we're going to get the answer today because, as I said, I believe our more defensive-minded big guards are probably going to, not that Dennis isn't defensive-minded, but also have some size. So, I, you know, KCP is probably going to spend a great deal of time on him. Um, you know, I, who knows? They may try Wesley Matthews. Who knows? But Because I think the goal when you're dealing with Steph isn't to try to block his shot because that's, like, ridiculous. I don't think I've ever seen him get a jump shot blocked. Have you guys, have you, George, seen him get his jump shot blocked? Layups, yes, but jumper? No. No, he creates space. That's what he He, does. He he creates space. So I think they want to go with size to try and take away space to force him to drive, and with the good size, he has to be guided in a certain direction depending upon the lane that that defender is giving him where they can make him fall into his scheme into their scheme for him. So they say, hey, flush him right or flush him left. Everyone's aware that's where Steph is going to go if he has to put the ball on the ground. May not work, likely won't. I'm sure the entire league has tried it, and he just led the league in scoring. So Right, right. But, so it, it, it can work but, in, in small doses. But it can sure. work, exactly. It can work yeah. in small doses, and it also kind of lets you know that you're not on an island. We're not throwing you out there and saying, stop Steph. We're throwing you out there and saying, let's direct him here. And, oh, by the way, that's what people do with LeBron. That's what people do with AD. That's what you do with all the great scorers. You know you're not going to stop them. You just try to direct them where the scoring takes place. Yeah. But you know, you know, LZ, you said earlier, though, that when you look at the season series of the three games, Lakers blew out the Warriors twice and then once had a 14-point lead and went to sleep. Right. And that's how 
That's how Golden State won that game. Otherwise, the Lakers win all three games. My mind tells me, well, they're, the Lakers are going to win this game. No problem. I mean, look at, the, look at what happened during the year. All right, my, great show. Nice talking to you. Well, but, my, <laughs> but wait, but here's the problem. You ready? My gut tells me. Yeah. That you need I, milk. I, well, maybe to, to coat my stomach because of the nervousness, because what I'm saying is my mind thinks the Lakers should win this game easily. My gut tells me this is not going to be just some easy win. Okay, because. let's discuss that on the other side. Give us your reason why on the other side or your thoughts on why on the other side, uh, plus what you need to know. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Laura, what do you got? All right, so we talked about Bill Gates and his, well, soon-to-be ex-wife, you know, obviously yeah. filing for divorce. Melinda. Melinda. Mm-hmm. Holler at a brother. <laughs> but he was <laughs> caught on camera wearing his wedding ring recently after filing for a divorce. So I know some of you guys have been divorced or are divorced. I don't know. Some of you guys are remarried. Is it okay to still wear your wedding ring after filing for a divorce? Or when Hell is it- yeah. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nothing attracts people like a wedding ring. Really? Shh, nothing. You think people look at the wedding ring and go, oh, no, I can't? Yes, oh, me. No. Yes, they, yes. They look at the ring and go, I wonder if I could. No. <laughs> that says I a lot about a person. It does say a lot about a person. I don't do that. I mean. I really don't. I'm just saying it's been my experience. So you when, keep you kept it on? When I have my ring on, I tend to get hit on more than when my ring is off. There is something for some people about knowing that this is husband material. Forbidden that, fruit. Exactly. That yeah. makes them, I don't know, but it happens. Okay. Well, yeah. Which is why I don't wear my wedding ring, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I never, I never wore one when I was married. I mean, I really never wore one. I don't know why. I just don't like the feel, so I never really wore one. I think it's kind of weird that, that Bill Gates is still wearing it, though, because I was watching, I had like CNN on in the background. This was like last night. I heard Wolf Blitzer going through some story about how, you know, there may have been Gates and talk of him with a staffer. And, you know, maybe that's what led to, and I'm just, it's like on in the background. I'm like, you know, I'm just not that interested in Bill Gates' personal life yet. I mean, maybe if you give me something really juicy and salacious, you'll get me. But I don't know. I'm not yeah. so into it. I, I, I mean, look, I, I, like you guys, I don't. I, I wear it when I go out places, but I generally don't like to wear jewelry. Like, I mean, you guys have known me for a long time now. Like, I don't wear chains. I don't wear bracelets. I I only wear my ring when I leave the house. Like, that's generally it. Um, and it just it's just not my cup of tea. But it is strange that he's still wearing it. But perhaps he's just worn it for so long and he's never taken it off. He could be one of those people that never takes it off that he just hasn't taken it off yet. Or right, maybe Greg, he has like it. maybe he got that, that faded skin, you know, when you wear the ring that the ring right. kind of maybe yeah. he hates the way that looks and he's just gonna keep the ring on until he can have like surgery. Until or you something. get tan. <laughs> yeah. You ever know people that actually get a tattoo where their ring would be on their finger? I do want to do that. I mm. do want to do that. Greg, I, I think they're all right. You wear the wedding ring; it just tells people that you're like, oh, they're willing to commit. So that's a really good guy, a really good girl. <laughs> that's mean. what it is. It is. It's and, so crazy. And it works. So, I mean, I, I don't wear that wedding ring anymore. That was gone immediately. It's like, hey, I'm out. 
Greg's like, peace. Yeah, yeah well, that's done. what I figured so, yeah. you would do if you're, like, getting a divorce. You, Because, okay, I had a promise ring with one of my exes, right? And he gave mm-hmm. whatever. And the moment I dumped him, I was like, bye. And I, okay. I went and pawned it. Let's talk about promise rings for a second. Because it wasn't an engagement ring, right? No, hell no. He proposed, but I said no three times. So the ring? promise ring, explain <laughs> that to me. Because that was, like, a thing for a while. And I don't know if it people still, still do that. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it, was, really? it was like 2016 when he gave it to me. Like this, what? This what proceeds? was like the? It's the promise to get engaged. Yeah, because well, he proposed twice, and I said no twice, and then the next time he proposed, I said no. So, so he he's gave like, you a promise ring. So after he, you said no three times. Yeah, he said, okay, well, can it just be a promise ring? And I said, for what? He goes, well, I want to, you know, be with you and eventually get married and all this stuff. And I said, all right. Like, I'll take it as a promise ring, but I didn't want to get engaged. Yeah, the whole promise ring thing is just weird. You should have broken up with him right there on the spot. Because, listen, if you've already turned down his marriage proposal three times, and now he's desperately trying to give you some other name for a ring, I mean, you're clearly not in this thing for the long haul. Oh, no. I mean, it's a whole thing that I've talked about, but yeah, yeah, no. Talk to me, LZ. Clearly, he was a Lyft driver. No, he was not right, he a wasn't Uber. Yeah. And that's not what she... <laughs> he had he Uber. been Uber, though. Oh, had he been Uber, you know. Never you know listen this down. No, he worked in a hospital. Uh, <laughs> had he been Uber, a, though. No. You know what I'm saying? Right. No. Would have been drivers, different. No. I ain't mad Lift at drivers. you, girl. I ain't yeah. mad at you. Yeah. I might clown you from time to time, <laughs> but it's also like, that's some real baller in her that I just admire. I do too, exactly. Right. And, I, yeah. And then just real quick, you know, that, that wedding ring thing that LZ's talking about where you get hit on more, it's kind of like a security thing, you know? Like you, you're in a relationship, so you go out and you're not interested and you're not looking, but all of a sudden it's just all coming your way because you're not trying. It's the same thing with the wedding ring. You're not trying anymore because you got the wedding ring on. It's just coming to you. Just LZ on your finger. Like you a know? magnet. There you yeah. go. You're like Magneto. That is uh, what what you need to know. (laughs) What you need to know brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. I am not wearing a ring when I go to Acapulco. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting myself out there to to fail. Uh, So anyway, the uh, Cap, LZ asked you, why Schroeder? We were picking our keys. I I went with AD tonight, key players for tonight, perhaps like X Factor key players, whatever you want to call it. I went with AD, LZ went with Kuz, and um, and you went with Schroeder. And then, LZ, you asked the follow-up, which was why, right? Or was there more specific to them, something more specific than that? Um, I thought we talked about this already, no? No, there was a cliffhanger. You asked him a why question when he was explaining himself. Um, <laughs> and we left LZ, that. allow me to explain myself. That Here's what I'm concerned about when it comes to Dennis Schroeder. Is okay. he back? You know, we, we've, all, we've all asked ourselves – is LeBron Wait, didn't back? Didn't you talk about the breathing and all that stuff already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you answered the question. No, no but so- you asked him a follow-up, and I said, let's go to break on it. Well, here's what it was. I was saying that my mind is telling me that right. the Lakers win this game no problem. Yes, yes. There we yes. go. That's but, what it is. But yes. my okay. gut is telling me that this is going to be a really close game. Now, I hope LZ's right. I hope I'm not even sitting around for the second half. I hope I'm having a great time in the second half going, I don't need to concern myself because there's no chance. Well, but, uh, listen, there's always a chance, especially in a one-game scenario like this. Um, it's just when I look at that Warriors team, without Kelly Oubre, who's a decent scorer for them, 
Um, we beat them without AD. The one game that we did lose, you can make an argument that it was the worst game that the Lakers had played with AD and LeBron. Mm-hmm. They both, I think, scored less than 20. They both shot under 50%. Like, that's a rarity. Mm-hmm. And it certainly wasn't because of the defense from the Golden State Warriors. They just decided, you know, to take their foot off the gas and start horsing around and shooting half-court shots and stuff like that. Next thing you know, they were in the game. That's right. kind of what happened. But right. when they're locked in and focused, Golden State just doesn't have enough. Right. They definitely don't have enough signs. No, they're not that sure. good. They're, they're yeah. not. Like, they've they're got not. Steph, they've got Draymond, and occasionally they have Andrew Wiggins. Now, I say that, and, and I don't want to be dismissive of him because he's actually had a really good season for them. Yeah. Um, he has been as good a defender um, as he's been maybe in his entire career on this team, and he's in, a, he's in the right role. Like, he doesn't have any pressure on him. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to be franchise savior. He can just score his points, play some defense, and that's it. But the problem is he's going to have to probably be the primary defender on LeBron. So I, I don't know if how oh much God. stock I put into him today. Well, they don't <laughs> really have anyone else because Draymond is probably going to have to guard Anthony Davis, right? I so would put that. Dre on LeBron. I would. And what are you going to do with Anthony Davis? Kevon Looney? You might as well. It's not no. like Draymond's going to bother Anthony Davis. No, either. but Dre, no, because Draymond is is can mess with him, and they're going to double him anyway. But Draymond can mess with him. Um, he's just a smart, savvy defender. Like you, I'll is. take my chances yep. with that. Let me get something straight, though, Laura. I was um, in the middle of my emotional rant about my mind tells me this, my gut tells me that, and you started to play a bed of music behind me. <laughs> And we've never really taken a timeout and pumped the brakes and asked you. And I'm sensing here today. You finally decided to ask I'm sensing here that that my worry-wordedness nature, my my emotional nature, my highs and lows. It's funny. I didn't even hear the first part. You guys have never, ever... It's from Family Guy, right? No. All right. So this has happened now in the last few shows where I'm I'm getting too emotional and I hear this music bed come on, but I'm in the middle of ranting and raving about something and I don't have enough time to hear what's going on behind me. And I'm starting to think to myself, she's effing with me right now because she thinks I'm Debbie Downer. I don't think I kind of know. No, girlfriend. I'm just telling you that I got I got a brain and a gut. The brain <laughs> sees one thing, the gut feels another. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think you're a Debbie Downer. I just think you're a worry wart. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're some cliched name, obviously. <laughs> yeah, a worry wart. Just got to pick one. Yeah. It's a worry wart. Because Debbie Downer would be like you just think it's not going to happen. You you being scared of it not happening is not necessarily the same thing. I'm, I'm having internal I think strife. You're a, I think you're a lucky loser. There. There's my little attempt at using an old school colloquialism or whatever. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? Is that it? Beaten Sweet by Jesus, the king of hearts my head. every time. No, yeah. no, 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 I know, but no, I came no, up with no, Grace no, no. Slick earlier, and I think she was the singer for, like, uh, Jefferson Starship rather than Grace Jones. I mean, it's kind of one of those days for me, LZ. I'm stuck in the 80s. So this is where this came from, Cap, is that it's not just this one thing that you're doing right now. It's been happening over and over again for the last couple of weeks where it's not just about the Lakers either. It's the Dodgers, too. You'll be sitting here talking about the Dodgers like, oh, well, you know, they really need to start looking mm-hmm. about what Cody Bellinger means and why he's so – it's so important that he's there 
that needs to be there. They're not going to do anything without him. I don't think now, they can do now, anything. Now, or it's more Corey Seager, and you're just getting really down on the on the Dodgers well, and down on the Lakers. So well, we decided that yeah. you were Debbie okay. Downer. Okay, and and you were down on milk earlier, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, but on. I don't blame you yeah. being down on milk. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm good with that. I mean, it's funny. I, I thought we were piling on. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it is funny. It's hilarious. It's all good. I'm glad we actually took a stop here for a second and analyzed the background music. But, but Greg, you say that, but they were they won five of twenty games. There was a lot to be concerned. Yeah, about. there really was. Now, yeah, now was, here's yeah, here's the yeah. difference. Okay, you're calling it Debbie Downer. It's the difference between homerism and reality. That's well, you're all. a homer, Greg, for sure. Well, I'm I'm an admitted homer. I'm not right. going to ever mm-hmm. go against yeah, that. But that doesn't mean. But, but but that that doesn't mean you're not a homer, right? Like he's trying to be objective. Right. Well, no, I, I can be objective for all, but for the most part, I, I can say what the problems are with the team. I can say what's going on, but for the most part, we have the feeling of all right. This is still really early, and LZ has said it a bunch of times. It's May, so it we, May. we're getting. We can't get so down on what they're doing and no, start, but, like, but ripping you, on. But I, I, I agree. And May is early for baseball, but it gets. You know, it stops getting early. Um, or it stops. It stops becoming early, uh, fairly late. What is the the saying that Yogi Bear used to say? It's something like that. Well, um, but anyway, let, let me. Just long story short, is you run out of time fair, m- m- quicker than you think you do. Sure. Um, especially in a competitive race, which they happen to be in. Yeah, I'm and just, also it's it was much funnier, Cap, when you weren't paying attention to it. No, it no, just I, no, I like it. No, br- keep any time I'm being oh, I'm what you think that. is. No, I, you, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's saying you, to take you, it away. You right? Bring it to me. No, 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 yeah. bring it to me. But the thing is, now let's think about the, the Dodgers this way for a moment. You ready? Okay. Let's. Um, they won those two games against Seattle. Right. They won the next two games in their series against I don't remember who they were the playing Miami. at this point. Thank you, Miami. And they won last night. And I keep saying, you know, that there are potentially defining moments in a season. Mm-hmm. And I will just say that they may have had yet another one last night. And I'm not talking about pool holes getting plunked and uh, and walking in a run. Although talking, good for him taking one for the team. Yeah, I'm talking about a grand slam from Gavin Lux. I mean, that that's yeah. a big moment. He's and balling. So, See, so, so, so yeah. there you go, Greg. See, see the that, there's the emotional swing. You see. But what about milk? Where are you with milk oh. now? Now you know, you know, thick, two percent milk, creamy wait. milk. Wait, but is it two percent no, just it, thin and liquidy yeah, anyway? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the regular milk? Just regular milk. Whole milk. Like whole, whole milk. Whole milk. Thank you. Yeah. Don't forget whole the milk. L. Yeah. I do whole. occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't miss the L. Right. Yes. I know. And sometimes <laughs> I do that. Like, imagine if you yeah. miss the L. <laughs> Hold sometimes, yeah. sometimes when I'm talking fast. You, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden it does sound like you missed the L. Yeah, They'll be yeah. like, what you talking about? Who you and calling that? And if you that? put a little pause, a little comma in between the, the missing L and the milk, it yes. just turns into a directive. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Go get me some. Yeah, let me stop. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just say this. I don't think I'm being a downer on milk. You know, I'm just, I'm just off okay. whole milk. You, okay. Fair. I, listen. Whole milk. Whole l- milk is. Whole. Uh, yeah. La la la. I'm glad we stopped, Laura. <laughs> not in my. Uh, not in my repertoire these days. Because it was uh, only you and Bergman who knew what the song was. Now we all know what it is. So when I'm being a downer, you hit me with it. There we go. It's a great bit. I love it. <laughs> oh, By the way. I mean. I want to come up with like a fun game that we can play because we have the play in game. And, you know, this one isn't for all the all the more all the marbles. Easy for me to say. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But there are some stakes, clearly, for tonight and repercussions. Yep. But I feel like we should come up with, like, more fun stakes, things that will never truly happen. Like, losers have to wash. Like, what's the worst bet you can do for someone? Like, washing someone's car, um, cleaning someone's Ooh. house. Ooh. Like, I think we, we should come up with some fun stakes, imaginary stakes for this uh, Warriors-Lakers game. Coming Here. up, we can. We, no, no, wait. No, no. Stop. I, I, I was going to do it on the other side. Dan. I was going to do such a good one. It was going to no. Wait. <laughs> Thank you. That's why you're right. whole milk. You're a whole. You're a whole milk. <laughs> <laughs> there. Would it be worse if you're two percent though? What is the purpose of 2% though? For it really real? is no purpose. Like, just no. go low fat at that point. Just it's so go low silly. fat. You're like, yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, we'll get to that on the other side. We've got two and a half minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Rest in peace, Paul Mooney. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was in a pock mood the other day. Were you? I was. I went through, like, the pock's greatest hits. I have it on my phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hit all the notes, right? Like, because it was a long drive, right? So you can hit all the notes on Pac's greatest hits. Wait, are you about okay? to start dancing? Well, I mean, it was in the car, so it's kind of hard. Oh, Maybe do a little shoulder shimmy, oh, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, like, you know, you can, uh, you know, you, you can hit all the notes, though, right? Like, uh, is it, there's a lot of different um, songs. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. That That's one right there. Like, oh, bleep. That's- you know, I like oh, bleep. baby. You know, and then lo- you know when you, you you know you got that one right. You got you know keep your head up. Keep. You got hail mary. Oh, there it is, right there. When you hear that that sound right there, you know it's time. You know, come on. And then, what else was I going for? That well, California love. Right, I was feeling good. It was sunny. You know, were you getting ready to blow a save? I was not. Why are you so mean? Right. I'm just asking questions. I get around. Come on. That was the ring segment we did earlier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you feel good. You do a little dear mama, you know? Right? Come on. Always got to shout out mama when you get a chance. How come folks don't do dear daddy songs? Yeah, well. I mean. Yeah. You got Cat in the Cradle, which isn't really a great dad song. No, but that's about it's, it. not, it's not. Really. <laughs> I did love, I do love Me Against the World, too. That's a good song. Uh, a good but song. then I got angry, LZ, for no reason. Maybe it was because I was thinking of Elon Musk. And I was like, all right, time for Hit Him Up. You don't have that one, Laura, because I know that you can't. There's no way that one is there edited. No way. Just, well, just the unedited beat. version. It's just a beat. There's no lyrics to this. Guaranteed. No, go. no lyrics. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. There's no chance there are lyrics to this song because this song is literally bleep your bleep to bleep, go bleep your bleep, and I'm going to bleep you bleep. Yeah, that is all. That's what that whole song is. Anyone else so, here? Dave, it was like Kwame Brown's uh, Instagram uh, videos. That, that's what Kwame needs to do. He needs to have this underneath the next one on the next video. <laughs> I need Kwame to stop, honestly. We talked about this a little yesterday. Yes, we yeah. need I, him He stop. has stopped, though, right? He yes, stopped. Yes, we need him yeah. to stop. I, I actually called up Key. We were talking about it. I was like, Key, tell him to stop. 
<laughs> like stop. It's just like like you made your point. Now you're you've taken the bit too far. Yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of going too far, we were talking about the Dodgers mm-hmm. real quick. Um so Elsie, you were gonna jump in. I I, I I I held the stop sign out to you like a crossing guard, basically. <laughs> well, first of all, shout out to DJ Uber for that nice Pac remix. That was really Oh, nice. look at you. That's your uh, that could be your DJ name. I like that. DJ Uber. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Rideshare. That way you don't get sued. DJ Rideshare. You don't get sued from anybody. There you go. Uh, Keep it open so you can brand yourself properly. Let them know that if they want to, they can sponsor that bit for you, Laura. Yeah, Yeah. and we can put that. You can be on a Modelo commercial, like the girl uh, who was in the Modelo commercial now, who is... uh, who was like a cop and she became like a DJ and she was like performing an ultra in the Modelo commercial. So like, y'all have it all planned was, out. <laughs> I'm just saying the brother with the longboard, you know, thinking he just posting a video and chilling. Next thing you know, he's in a commercial for cranberry juice. Yeah. So all, 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 all kidding aside, I do love those Modelo uh, commercials because they do highlight like Latino greatness. And I like that. So shout out to them. And but anyway, LZ, mm-hmm. I put the stop sign on you. We were talking about the Dodgers. So go ahead. I gave uh, you the yeah, stop who- sign like a third base coach. Yeah, who cares? Let's yeah, really. I mean, else. where were we? Right? No, like, I don't remember where we All were. All right, I'm going to tell you guys. I mean, you guys need to do a better job of this stuff, okay? <laughs> of what stuff? What are you talking about? I'm just about? remembering. You and DJ Rideshare hijacked the total beginning of the show. <laughs> we're doing our Tupac tour, and you want my, hey. my pot-smoking ass to remember what I was thinking about 15 minutes ago? That, that are you Tupac, kidding me? That Tupac tour was fun, though. So the, Especially, um, yeah, when you were like, stop, 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 stop. Hold on, hold on. We'll get right back to it. And then we were all like, Oh, three minutes went by, and we all forgot what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, we need to start writing things down. I went to say it's a leak and stuff. All kinds of stuff fell out of my head on the way to the bathroom. How am I supposed to remember that? Yeah, yeah I don't know what so we were anyway, talking about. I have we're no here. idea. I'll, I'll make something up. Go ahead. The Dodgers. Yeah. They yeah. be playing baseball. Yeah. They do. Yes. Yeah. How Back about the Dodgers? No, yeah. actually, you know, the cool thing <laughs> The cool thing about, I will, I will say this, because it is my responsibility as the resident queer. Um, shout out to the Dodgers for Pride Night. They're still maintaining Pride Night, and it's going to be awesome. Billie Jean King is going to be in attendance. For those of you who remember um, not just her as a tennis player, but also world team tennis. She was really big in L.A. during that time period as well. But then this is also the game in which fans get to actually watch the fireworks from the field again. Oh, that's cool. Which is really, really the, the cool part because, remember, we may be champions from 2020, but none of that happened while we were inside Dodger Stadium. Right. So many of us, basically all of us, have not had an opportunity to be in the field since 2019. There you go. Well, listen, um, I don't know how this all started with the Dodgers. Well, we were talking we about were... you being a Debbie Downer. We could backtrack right. through this. Right. No, no, no. There we go. There was that. There's another and, reason to play the and song. And I went, I went Debbie Upper. You did. I went. I I made a complete turn and went Debbie Upper. Gavin Lux. We're talking about Gavin Lux. You said that could be a turning point, and he's balling lately. I feel like the the Dodgers, since they lost uh, two out of three to the Angels, and by the way, I don't know about you guys, I'm starting to want to pay more attention to Otani. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even Greg, even Homer Greg is in mm, on Otani. I mean, dude, 14 home runs, and he's the starting pitcher today against Cleveland. Like, I want to see that. That's all it took, Greg? Was a good baseball player to turn you? Yep, that's um, all it o- takes. Otani <laughs> is having an amazing historic start to this season. Yeah. But just as I said when it came to that Dodgers slump, it's May. I'm going to say the same thing about this historic you know, streak that he's on right now. It's mm-hmm. still May. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm not rooting for anything bad to happen to him at all. Not in the least. I think this is exciting. But I keep going back to this simple thought. There's a reason why it hasn't been done before. There's a reason. Okay. But let me throw this at you. Do you think it's possible? You ready? Is this possible Mm -hmm. that going forward, one player shows everybody else in baseball that, you know what? This actually can be done. Because when you go to the high school baseball game, the guy who plays short is really the best player on the field, and Mm -hmm. he hits first, and he actually comes in and relieves, or sometimes when they need him to start, he does that too. You know what? He can pitch, he can hit, he can play short. Is it possible that future generations of baseball analyst types will say, you know what? It's okay. You can play a position, you can pitch, and you can hit. This is my counter. If you are a business person, Mm-hmm. and you have, let's say, a golden goose that's laying a lot of eggs, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of eggs. Right. And you're just racking them all up. You're racking them all up. What do you think is the smarter play? To slow down the production of these golden eggs so that they can last a longer time or to try and get as many of these golden eggs as possible in a short period of time? Because I would argue that while he's doing something that's absolutely incredible, you're also tempting fate by having him do this incredible thing. And by tempting fate, you run the risk of not losing just one aspect of this brilliance, but both aspects of this brilliance and not have any of it at all. So then let me ask you, um, what mm-hmm. would you do if you had to take one away from Otani? If you had to say, look, here's the deal, dude. You had Tommy John surgery last year. So between pitching, playing the outfield and hitting, at some point you're bound to get hurt. So we're going to have you stop doing this. Pitching? Mm-hmm. Playing I defense? Stop, I would have him stop pitching. I would have him stop pitching. Pitching is once a, every five days. Hitting's every day. I understand. I'm agreeing I, with I, you. I, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's what I would do. I would, have, I would try to maximize without overtaxing. Because this is what is happening now is wonderful. You know, it's wonderful to watch. It's wonderful to read about. But you instinctively know it's not going to last. And if he's going to have to give up something, then I would much rather it be the pitching. Not just because of the, the frequency, but also, you know, even if, he, if, even if he's in a, like a rough stretch offensively, he still is a good threat for us with his bat. But if he's having like a rough stretch pitching-wise, then all of a sudden you're in a full panic mode. I'll you know what I'm saying? Say, yeah, and listen, but it, it, it's the most, it is one of the most interesting stories going on right now in sports. You said it yesterday, LZ. It doesn't have a lot of uh, local you know, uh, interest, but it has a lot of national and mm-hmm. international interest. And, and with Mike Trout now being hurt, and they're saying he's not going to come back until July, and this is more Angels baseball than we ever normally talk, but, I mean, all eyes on Otani. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And all eyes on Lakers-Warriors. For some of the marbles, oh, you know what we didn't get to? That's I just remembered now. We can do it. We can still do it tomorrow because it's still kind of funny. Um, what the stakes, the f- imaginary stakes could have been for this. Oh. You know, like washing each other's car. You've also or like stopped me. From, that's what you stopped me from talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll do it tomorrow. We can have some fun with it tomorrow still. All right, we're done. Uh, they're telling us to go because Sliwa get, and Michael get all angry if we take their time. Technically, uh, they're on our time, but whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, excellent work, Elsie Granderson.
excellent work to you, Scott Kaplan. Well, much love to you, my brothers and sister. Greg and Laura, great job. Um, Laura, DJ uh, Rideshare, thank you for uh, taking us on the ride here. And Greg, uh, you didn't get made fun of for a second day in a row, which is kind of cool. Woo! Uh, There you go. Uh, So Michael and Sliwa are up next. Michael and John with the call right here on the home of your world champion Los Angeles Lakers, 710 ESPN. California. 